0: Sean from the last podcast and in collaboration with several colleagues around the galaxy, proudly brings you insightful and intriguing discussion on Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Welcome to We Have Spoken. have spoken, everyone, and welcome to Chapter 7, The Reckoning. I am your host, Sean, of The Last Podcast, and we are happy to have you in the cantina where we're hiding for our lives while the Mandalorian and crew are in a dire situation. I've reached out to the best renegades I know in the galaxy, and we are proud to bring you the legend of the Mandalorian. If you're new to the podcast or you need a reminder, you can support the podcast through donations using PayPal. Donate $1 and get an exclusive Last Podcast sticker. Support the show so we can pay our bar tab and get on out of here quick. Head on over to mrctechllc.com backslash become a fan for more information. If you're into game streams, come on out and join me as I play through a series of games on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Mixer. Join the chat, follow the channels. We just built a lightsaber and Jedi Fallen order, so we're looking forward to continuing that storyline Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening. On tonight's agenda, Chapter 7 of The Mandalorian, The Reckoning, came out pretty quickly after Chapter 6 on Wednesday, December 18th. And on that same night, after a single viewing, myself, Mike, and Damian got together really fast to record this podcast. That way, we could pave the way for chatter about the rise of Skywalker. And then, finally, into Chapter 8 of The Mandalorian. We are very excited to bring uh, the details to you. We're very excited to bring the questions. We're very excited to bring your thoughts and our feelings towards chapter 7 of the mandalorian was it good was it bad i guess you'll have to stay tuned as we get ready to chat away prepare yourselves because chapter 7 is truly a reckoning yeah good we're back with, yeah. with the mandalorian cha- with chapter 7 And I gotta say, if you've been listening since Chapter One and Chapter Two, we pinpointed this episode. We just didn't know when it was gonna happen, but we pinpointed this episode like you wouldn't believe. Called the Reckoning, 1218 on the recording date. Whiskey in hand, AirPods in hand, people in ears. People, right in ears, (laughs) because in the hands wouldn't work very well. And I am just. When I saw the title of The Reckoning, I'm like, oh, Avengers Assemble, here we go. It's happening.
1: Yeah, I as soon as I saw The Reckoning, I was like, yep, this is going to be that episode that gets me back in. Oh,
0: my gosh. So it, it finally... It, them staying away for three full episodes, it finally dawned on me. They needed to keep enough separation in order for this to make sense. You know, the... Yeah. The uh, the takeover of Navarro, griefs, although it was a trap at first, griefs ultimate, mm-hmm. you know, by the way, spoiler alerts, st- stop listening if you haven't watched this, you should have watched this by now. His yeah. ultimate decision. It came out today. on it. Exactly. His <laughs> ultimate decision to, uh, you know, upon the healing of Baby Yoda, which Baby Yoda did lots this episode, very concerned, and uh, yeah, he did. wow, just... I mean I only watched it once and I had to chat immediately. First off, what'd you think of the title? Reckoning.
1: Like you you hit the nail on the head. As soon as I saw Reckoning, I was like this is going to be the episode we've been talking about that just like I'm back in oh. the staleness over uh the band's back together. Let's go.
0: How about <laughs> How about the ultimate prediction? Coming true. Queel rebuilds IG eleven to serve T.
1: Oh, that was a mate. That, that was incredible. Um I there were so many like giddy moments for me in this episode. Oh. One was um so like right after he sees the transmission and you see the like the title, the reckoning, uh-huh. and the music starts. I see all the green. I'm like, is he back on Sorgon? Is Kyra coming back? Yes, yes,
0: yes. And we knew we and knew. And she's in yeah.
1: like the WWE strap match.
0: <laughs> she kicked. She kicked butt. By the way, she she made some. She made some coin. Oh my gosh! This episode. uh Between. First off, we had another Rocky montage, <laughs> with the training oh, yeah. of IG11. It just didn't have the yeah. music. It didn't have the tempo. But basically it was a Rocky montage. And then uh just oh, man. There's so there's so much to think about. Uh let's start off with the biggest moment of the episode. Queel is dead.
1: I was gonna say, like, what biggest moment are you talking about? The what's the Moth Gideon shooting up everybody his <laughs> own kind, essentially.
0: How about How about the TIE Fighter? I like I didn't know TIE Fighters could do that. I'm like what is this modified Tie Fighter is happening, and I was like, I never seen them land before, and I'm like, my face, like, what? Yeah. Are they supposed to land like that? I've never seen that. And he just comes up. We have an elevator in there. What's going on? Like, <laughs> that's fantastic. So we're we're gonna probably see if you remember in the trailer, there's a there's a quick clip of that Tie Fighter flying and and uh, I was about to say Boba Fett, uh, the Mandalorian has his uh, retractable wire and it hooks onto the back of that and then retracts himself in mm-hmm. and gets on top of that tie fighter. So we're 100% without a doubt. I can say it with truth. We're going to get it next episode based on the fact that there's there are. one episode left. Oh my gosh. Uh, any, any particular moments that stood out to you?
2: There were,
1: there were so many, there were so many moments. Um, so it's like, even just like quirky little funny moments like upside down baby Yoda
0: upside down baby Yoda was great <laughs> upside down I don't even know how it was hanging on it doesn't matter don't even think about it
1: <laughs> and then he's just playing with the joystick oh. um <laughs> when when grief says like it had to happen any double blasters his boys
0: <laughs> loved it just loved it. and it, I you you knew they were walking into a trap and then i was like well maybe it's not a trap maybe maybe he really is under direct i mean he is definitely trying to survive mm-hmm. and then you saw the look and i'm like oh no it's a trap why would they do such a thing and then that this show's all about well i mean it's bounty hunting right so it's double and triple crossing all over the place so yeah. wow just just wow uh i mean we know ig11 like is going to be activated right Like upon he he definitely programmed it. That's like upon my death, um, activate Hunter Protocol X one one seven, and that thing is likely going to be the saving grace for the group. It's going to allow them to escape.
1: What do you think? When when order when um, uh, Quill was going back to the ship. I he he made he had like a one off line where he was saying that they're like you could program them to do whatever they want and they're pro he's programmed to protect yes so Correct. I thought I oh, I was
0: I thought so, I I, so I thought I thought the droid was gonna take out the the scout troopers yes yeah that's what I thought that's why at the end I uh, literally mouth a gape going oh my god they killed him they, they I killed
1: him what and like you you hear Mando just like, "Quill, do you copy?" And then just nothing. You see, nothing. You see the Yoda, baby Yoda gets cooped up, and you see the transmit, like the the microphone. You and- know
0: what? It's the pacing of this. Again, this episode was so heavy. If this was Chapter Four, it wouldn't be as good. Mm-hmm. No. You know what I mean? We're, like, in, in the place of the timeline. We had to wait so long for this. Maybe Chapter 6 would have been more appropriate, but I'm shocked at where they ended it. Like, because it's so unresolved. It's the first time since Chapter 1 mm-hmm. that we're going to have, like, a two-parter in terms yeah. of storyline. And I, I'm so excited for it, as you can tell. Look at it, look at how... My voice, how exciting I excited I am! <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Uh, well, the client's dead. Yep, hundred percent, hundred
1: percent, unceremoniously lit up.
0: Did you notice that the stormtroopers that came out of the transport were very clean yes. and shiny, as if the empire still existed? And then you have the the line of Death Troopers, which the last time we saw them was Rogue One. Mm -hmm. So this is very cool. And they're just gnarly and death-bringing, the Death Trooper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cool little fun fact, that Rebel Transport, do you know where we first see it? I do not. How about the animated series Star Wars Rebels? So they brought live-action rebel or you know imperial transport to life. I love when they do that. You know those small those yeah. small connections like that go a long way into this fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What what do you got? Did you write anything down this time? I, we're by the way, we're talking within thirty minutes of the both of our episodes ending. So we're going to be very unprepared for different things like that.
1: I uh, there's so many like random little things I wrote down with yeah. just like exclamation points like I wrote like the bands back together yeah like every time somebody showed up like sorgon Kara yeah. exclamation points yeahguial exclamation points oh. IG11 exclamation points um I uh, the moth Gideon he says it's great literally one sentence. And I'm just like, it, the way he said it. I don't like it's him so sinister. And oh, I, I don't like, like him. It's perfect.
0: I mean, right now, man, was just he, he was so good. In bre- the, yeah, he was so good in Breaking it
1: means Bad. More to me, more than you will ever know. I'm yes, like, what? Yes, happening? like,
0: is he on the level yet of his, uh, Poyo Hermanos in Breaking Bad? Not yet. I need to see. Not yet. But he's he made an impact. Immediately,
1: what a without with what a minute and a half of screen time strong
0: (laughs) strong opening performance. Like, I thought like he knew that they didn't have it. I guess he Mm -hmm. did know because he wouldn't have lit up that area if they did have the asset, the child, the child sleeping. By the way, what a stupid line. We'll be by the way, it was funny. We'll be quiet by the client yeah hilarious <laughs> hilarious uh geez my gosh uh cara dune loved it she she was pretty great in this episode for sure
1: oh, i love the uh the interaction with mando when um he's trying to convince her and he's a she's like ah oh, you know i could now nah, lock me up forever i'm in they're, they're imperial i'm in
0: i'm in no <laughs> questions asked uh excuse me, uh, Baby Yoda, do you have a problem with Cara Dune? Because apparently he can force choke beings. Excuse me, Baby Yoda force choking Cara Dune. Your remarks.
1: Now, here's... As soon as I thought that, as soon as I saw that, I was like, wait a second. I I get that he's kind of being protective of Mando, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but especially with how, you know, the Imperials are after him. is there some dark in Baby Yoda? Well, listen,
0: the only reason why we compare dark and light is because we were taught to compare dark and light because that's what the movies were all about. But the new, the new movies, mm-hmm. right, the new movies, the ones we can reference now, no. the Force moves the way the Force moves, you know. Uh, in The Last Jedi, you're watching it right now. Yeah. Luke says, you went right to the dark. You know, like, it's available. It's easier. It's it's easier to perform in most cases. That's what the rules are. Except it makes you feel crappy. Mm-hmm. You know, so for him, he was able to call upon that probably, like, defensively. You know, like, no, 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 you ain't going to do this to my, my buddy. But then on the flip side yeah. of it, he ends up healing grief. You would consider that a light side power. Yeah. You no know, healing. So it's like it's so interesting to see it. His, his, the vor- the force in him is so uh, is a visceral would be a good word. You know, like mm-hmm. volatile. Like we don't we're not sure what's coming out of him right now. Uh, he's as I'm watching Kylo Ren uh, mind warp Poe Dameron in The Force Awakens. We could say that that's evil. Mind probing. Yeah. Little little evil there. Although Ray can do the same thing. We don't really know much about Rey in terms of where she stands, we really don't. you know, with the force. And
1: And, and, you know. and with that arm <sighs> wrestling scene, I thought it was going to be more of a comedic scene where, like, he just forces oh, Tara's arm down.
0: Totally thought it was going to be that, like, oh, he's going to help the Mando win. It's going to be cute. Uh, That's not fair. You, he had helped you. No, I'm dying. Nope. I'm, to I'm actually you. dying. What? <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't fun. This game isn't fun at all. <laughs> Oh man. Queel taking his blurgs on the ship. Nope, you gotta take the blurgs. That's just what it is. There's no yeah. way they had enough room for three of them. Two two max. Wait, so
1: how how did Kara know how to ride a blurg? Listen,
0: I don't ask these types of questions. I think <laughs>
1: We we needed we needed a four minute training montage of Mando riding a Blurg.
0: I think uh Kara Dune can do it all, in my opinion. She can do it all. Uh the Razor Crest is just under duress with all the blurred talk. And then they get uh, attacked by pterodactyls. Yes. Out of nowhere in an unnecessary scene, but okay.
1: <laughs> just to show that could have Baby d- Yoda can heal.
0: Yeah, I guess that was the driving point behind it. I mean, those things were pretty gnarly. Uh, I would say that was probably the, outside of the healing scene, probably the most unnecessary. Out of the whole episode yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. But Bandit. Yeah. So they're...
1: one question I pose to you is so after the child um, mm. you know, took down the horn mon, the mud mud horn
0: yeah.
1: passed out for six days. Mm. Heals grief still wide awake. Hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: So are there different levels of different things that knock him out?
0: Yeah, I think the Force, depending on what you're doing, requires stamina and Mm -hmm. strenuous activity. And just like with anything, they... Well, I guess it will depend. Obviously, he's used it now a little bit. Maybe he's controlling it a little bit more. Maybe healing doesn't Mm -hmm. require as much strain. Uh, I'll reference Empire Strikes Back when... Luke is attempting to lift the X-Wing. He's physically exhausted yeah. trying to do it, even though it's mind over matter at that point, and Yoda sort of does his thing, no no problem. Really, you know, strained, but he hasn't done that in a long time, and you can tell, but he can do it. Um, mm-hmm. But and uh, honestly, the force healing, let me think back. Let me rack the brain. I, I want to say that that may be the first on-screen live-action Force Heal we've ever seen. Going back through the prequels, yeah. episodes 1, 2, and 3, and then 4, 5, and 6, 6, and 7, and 8, not one time. Because if that was a thing, oh. wouldn't they just heal blaster bolts? You know, like... Yeah. So, so this is very bizarre... That this thing can mm-hmm. heal—it's not—it's not bizarre that healing can happen because I've seen that in video games, plenty, uh, Star Wars yeah. video games. But live action con- confirmed that healing, and not just like a scratch—you're talking about life-threatening, the removal of poison, uh, healing the technique from, the pterodact- <laughs> p- from the pterodactyls, and <laughs> I mean that's that's that holds a lot. I mean, it, we see we see two or three uses of force and then we get the speech by Moff Gideon and it starts to make sense. Does Moff Gideon know of his capabilities? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Moff Gideon was the Maybe. one that put him in that original compound to keep safe.
1: There's one other thing that uh, Quill said that really stuck with me about the child where... I forget the exact line that he said, but he pointed to like this isn't a clone. This is like
0: this is not a strand. Because I conveniently worked in the gene compound tinkering with machines. Mm -hmm. He said this looks did he say evolved or something like that? Yes, evolved. And although he then he then he throws a little flirtatious comment at Cara saying, well, you look good enough to be a clone because you're perfect. But, uh, yeah, that's a nice, that's a good pickup. That's a great line. I love that they semi-confirmed without saying it that not a clone, natural-born, now mm-hmm. where maybe their thought was to create an army of little green Yoda men and women. Yes. Maybe that was the, maybe that's the grand plan to repopulate the empire who knows is moff gideon part of the first order the early stages of the first order is he mm-hmm. under is he under the control of the supreme leader snoke himself it's not far fetched it's n- not that far away no. it's reasonable to believe that after the battle of jakku that you know there's it's known that imperial leaders left the system into the unknown regions why not moff gideon as part of that Little legion of rebuilding and restructuring into the First Order, led by Snoke, saying, Hey, we're going to not only are we going to train little children to be stormtroopers because they'll listen better, but we also
1: need to repopulate the force users, and this is how we're going to do it. And then maybe you get like a younger version of Hux coming into it because
0: Uh, Armitage Hux, as a child, (laughs) according to the comics, is such a snivy little like snot. You know, he's like. He has no backbone, and he's constantly, you know, his father. So he'll be like a Joffrey. Yeah, pretty much. Like his father, like really disowned him. You know, he was high up in the uh, Brendel Hux is his name. He was high up, and actually, mm-hmm. it's in, in the in the Phasma book. Captain Phasma kills Brendel Hux, for Hux. Mm. Very, very interesting stuff. Which is how she got her armor, because uh, they sort of found. Her armor is made from Palpatine's original ship in the prequels. These are all fun facts, by (laughs) the way, that I read about. Uh, So there's a possibility. I mean, the First Order is in its process of being made, so I'm wondering if there is a connection with that. Although the Stormtrooper armor tells me no, because it's not the new armor, but it's clean, and it seems organized, and it seems scary and terrifying like it was before. You know, and I love yeah. the. What do you think of the client's speech? Like, do you like how everything is now since the revolution? No one's really yeah. safer. It almost makes you want to be imperial. Oh, I
1: look outside, and all I see is death. And it was like, wow, like, it, it. That speech almost made it sound like the client was kind of trying to get away from this faction that Moff Gideon is starting.
0: Maybe, yeah, that's interesting. It, everybody's double crossing somebody, you know. Everybody has an agenda yeah. in this in this show. Oh mm-hmm. boy, uh, well, let's see. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna just throw at a quick top three. Let's go sure. with uh, IG11. Make making its grand. <laughs> would you like tea? I made a second. What did he say? <laughs> I made second supper, second dinner. I'm not hungry. Yes. <laughs> what, not is hungry. This Lord, what is this, Lord of the Rings? You made second meal. This is crazy. <laughs> did you notice, sorry, oh. uh, my. Uh, did you notice how Navi- the nav computer, the graphics on it, how it calculates to jump to light speed is super cool and old looking, but looks really, oh, yeah, yeah I love that. That's really cool. So IG-11 for me is one of my moments. What about you? Uh,
1: sheesh. Um, the number three for me is probably the uh, the arm wrestling scene.
0: I love the arm wrestling scene. Great scene to pick from.
1: So, like, it was one of those things where I was expecting one thing, and they threw a completely Um, different. They threw a curveball me. I I was like, I was not expecting the child to. Show Caradine. How about
0: Caradine throwing Queel under the bus at that point? Like, you know, you were an ex-imperial. He's like, No, I wasn't. I, I was born like you know, more or less born into it. Like, I had to do it. I had to do it to live. Like, don't judge yeah. me. Don't judge me on that. I didn't choose to do that. I chose to survive. You know. So that was a, that was a cool little scene. Uh, number mm-hmm. number two has to be just the you know the gang getting back together. Like that whole montage scenes of them just. Let's do this thing. We got a mission. We can do this. I need your help. You're the people I trust. Uh, at first, when Mandalorian says, I, you know, or the coward says, do you have anybody you can trust? I'm like, oh, they're going to go back to Tatooine to give the baby to the mechanic, you know, to, for safekeeping. That's what I thought. And I was like, oh, desert planet, right on it. And then I was like, wait a second. There's another person that lives on a desert planet. And that's when the, the whole
1: Nick Yeah. Came as, thing. Yeah. As soon as it cut to... um. They said as do you have anybody you can trust? And as soon as I saw green trees, I was like, They're on Sorgan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, but I was I was wondering if maybe like uh, I I was wondering if like Omera would have made some sort of comeback there and just been like, Ooh. Yeah. Does she have any role in this? Or Yeah, I that's nope. Yeah. I'm fine with just Kara doing that. I'm
0: liking, I'm liking the team. They spent time bringing them to mm-hmm. us. They spent time with IG11. They spent time with Kara. They they spent a lot of time with Quill, and it just makes sense to keep it uh, tight like that, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. What about did we go over your second moment? Uh
1: number two for me was, um grief when he had, to, when he said it had to be done and mm. he just turns with the double blasters and mm. Great both, one. Of his bo- both of his boys just raid right out. And yeah. I was like, was it so double cross inside of double cross? What's that a quadruple cross? That's a
0: quad, that's a quad cross. <laughs> I think they call it in, in terms that I just made up now. Um, I'm going to say that my worst, because it's worth speaking of grief. My worst line of the night was he's going to eat me. Hated it. Yes, unnecessary uh, line. They, you know, you could have said, "What? Is, what is he doing?" Oh, uh, like I don't know. Uh, should he be doing that? And then he heals him. Then he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool." Like he's going to eat, me. grief, grief. Come yeah. on, come on, come on, bro, bro. Like he, you're small. He's bigger than you. Like, do you think he, they're gonna let? You think they're gonna let him? Eat? You just got attacked by pterodactyls that just removed an entire blurg from the situation, and you're worried about little Yoda going to try to eat you that's a dumb line yeah uh top moment number one uh i i mean there's a lot of shocking moments but one that i was like like, i mentioned it before that i was like completely blown away was the tie fighter yes the landing gear of the tie fighter and the wings folding down and the coolness of it and moff gideon with his elevator inside of it just (sighs) coming up and then laying out and again we've we've asked for him Chapter 4, I wonder when Moff Gideon's going to Chapter 5, I wonder when Moff yeah. Gideon... Chapter 6, I wonder... Uh, well, he's here. And now I don't want him to be here anymore because I'm afraid for our heroes. I'm afraid.
1: Well, we, speaking of Moff Gideon, when um, I made the prediction that whoever kneeled next to uh, Fennec and I said that was Moff Gideon, we still don't know
0: who that was. Yeah.
1: Technically.
0: Wide open thread right there.
1: And... <laughs> Like we could speculate, we could say it was Moff Gideon, but to what we end? Still don't know. He that seems was.
0: he seems very. Why would he be there on Tatooine mm-hmm. at that point? So I so have now, no idea.
1: That leads me to a little prediction. Fair. Um. So since we have the return of IG Eleven, the mm-hmm. return of Quill, the return of Cara Dune, I still think that was Moff Gideon, and somewhere hiding in one of. Little um one of the maybe his TIE fighter is Fennec.
0: Fennec, I think I agree with you that Fennec's making a return. Um uh, mm-hmm. what an ace in the hole that would be for Moff Gideon. It would just make the situation oh, add six death troopers, about what'd you count, forty stormtroopers. Moff Gideon, we're not sure his skill just yet, outside of being nope. very intimidating, and then add Fennec on top of it. These these yeah. heroes, these heroes are toast. I hope the season ends with us not knowing if they survived. I mean, yeah. we know they survived because season two is filming, but I want to, I want to feel pain, and I want to feel. You know at least one survives. Well, damn right. Yeah, uh, Quill dead. By the way, if you didn't catch that earlier, holy moly. I I absolutely, outside of, the, the end of chapter one rivals the end. Of this episode, you know, in terms of feeling, so,
1: I like chapter one dropped one bomb.
0: Yeah, which was oh, yeah, you're right. 80.
1: This one dropped multiple
0: bombs. My goodness, my goodness, you are correct. We got a lot to talk about, and guess what? We've got time now because it's Wednesday, twelve eighteen. We're recording. The night it dropped, uh, which means we have nine days, right? Yes. Nine days. Until... I still haven't
1: give you my number one moment.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Nine days. It's okay. Number one moment.
1: Go. It's not a specific moment. Okay. I love that this is the first time that Mando didn't come out on top. Yes. Like, Absolutely. It wasn't like him riding off into the sunset because he defeated everybody. This is the first time where you're like, all right, now what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, remember when Hulk was beating up on Thanos in the beginning of Infinity Mm -hmm. War and you were like, Thanos who? Like, yeah, I thought he was strong. And then he took him down and you were like, okay, he's got a little bit of strength. And then the whole movie was just him waylaying into people, and you were like, there's no way they survived this. There's no way. I don't believe it. This is not going to happen. Yeah. Somebody's dying out of it, blah, 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 blah. You, know, you, go, you go through all those scenarios. That's where I'm at. They are mm-hmm. completely pinned down, they have no discernible path of, of action outside of, I mean, they lost their force user, so there's not even going to be any special things happening. Nope. <laughs> bold predictions does Cara Dune survive season 1 oh probably not i'm going to go I think with she does. i'm going to go with she's going to sacrifice herself for the good of getting that child safe grief car- does car weather's need to come back in season 2 i'm going to say with the probably not
1: yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think know, grief comes. One back. or the
0: other. I think both of them, both of them do not survive. One has to go for sure. One has to go.
1: Uh, see, I, I think um, it was more along the lines of. I, I think it's going to be more along the lines of IG Eleven who sacrifices himself.
0: Ooh, um, yeah.
1: See, he's not. So he's, he's, going come out yeah. of, he's going to come. out of the Crest. He's going to see Quill there. And there's one thing that he said about IG 11. Um, um, Quill said something along the lines of, um, IG 11 joins, uh, he's going to protect the, the child from imperial slavery. I, I think something I like that, him
0: saying that, yeah, so, something like that, which is an interesting line for sure. I don't really know what yeah. that means, you know, maybe again. I, I think they slavery means a lot of things. It doesn't mean hard labor, it just means that you have to do yeah. what we tell you to and mm-hmm. but again, how do you control somebody who has the force? So did we dunno.
1: Did Quill know something like this was going to happen and that's why he programmed I reprogrammed IG. Oh,
0: great question. Bloody... Maybe he's seen this before. You know, it certainly mm-hmm. would make sense if he did. It certainly wouldn't make sense, but <sighs> It's got to be—I don't know—that I'm gonna say. Well, I had to watch it in two 20-minute chunks, but I'd say 40 minutes was a pretty good length on that episode. Mm-hmm. And would I want another 20 minutes after this? I wasn't expecting the end where it was, so I think I could—I think I could push another 20 out of this episode. So I'm thinking.
1: But I think it was perfect how yeah, it ended. Yes, yes,
0: it totally per-
1: like it was. Packed yes. with actually, there was so much to digest in this episode.
0: God. Chapter, chapter 8, 55 minutes on the episode. That's my guess. 55. Okay. An extra 50. Over
1: Over. under 53 and a half.
0: 53 and a half. Oh, I think I got to go over on that. I don't think, you know, this was 40. The longest was 43. I don't think they just add a few minutes. I think they're going to add a decent chunk to it. I want to hear more Moth Gideon. Um, does the Mandalorian remove his helmet in chapter 8?
1: Oh, no. No, I don't.
0: No. What if it means saving everybody?
1: The only way Mandalorian removes his helmet is if, like you said, uh, Kara sacrifices herself to save them, mm. and it's just them two, and he shows his face to her. Mm hmm.
0: That I would dig. That I would also. What he shows his face to her, but not to us as the viewers. Yes. Cool. Cool. I'd be down yeah. for that. Definitely.
1: Definitely. But like, I, like when he, like in uh, Sanctuary, when he took off his mask and in front of a wide open window, wrong. like I, I, canceled, I, he wanted Omar, Omera to see him.
0: Maybe. Maybe he's ready. It, clearly, he's older. He's in his fifties for sure. Mm-hmm. He's the same age as you I am
1: also predict I'm also predicting for eight that I mean what's it four against 40 right now yeah you know who's making a comeback in episode eight
0: uh the, uh, the, the rest the, of them. the mandos yeah if they oh, yeah. left that you know again we, we there's an undisclosed amount of time I'd say mm-hmm. well they were on chapter three sanctuary they were on that for would we guess three to four weeks. So I mm-hmm. would say it's been half a year to one year since the events of uh chapter two. Getting yeah. getting the child. That's that's where I'm gonna place it at. But I like that it's ambiguous. You know, I, I don't I don't need time to dictate this nah. show. I just need it to be nah. just keep on doing what they're doing and it's awesome. I just gotta go, gotta go. Any final thoughts?
1: I don't even have time to do a uh that's my line. Oh, don't. For even, you.
0: <laughs> don't that's my line. This line is uh it's called is he going to eat me? Don't eat me. <sighs> that's that's our oh. line of the night. Don't even worry about it. I think we've covered the predictions. We've covered the moments. We've mind dumped yeah. because we needed to because the Christmas holidays coming up and we're definitely not going to have time to do it.
1: No, we will not. So,
0: we, here we are. Here so
1: here, here's a final here's a final follow for you when especially when i saw the episode title was the reckoning mm. i thought it was i when i saw it i'm like ah oh, nice mando's getting the upper hand in this one mm-hmm. nope and it like the title of it and then what happened it, it just completely threw me for a loop like yeah. i'm like ah oh, mando's gonna go back to navarro every like Him, Kara, Kara, IG-11, Quill, they're just going to blow the place down. Awesome. And then it's Mando without the upper hand, and now they're trapped in the cantina.
0: By the way, there's always a cantina. Always Always. a cantina, man. It's, It's one of the best things I love opening the show with. We're sitting in the cantina where the Mandalorian just, you know, and I makes, you know, I sort of reference what happens in the current episode and blah blah blah. You know, I have my little intro to the We Have Spoken, and uh, I'll think of a good one this time. And then what I've been doing is I'll, I'm gonna, I, I like to, not steal, steals a bad word, but I like to borrow, one of the most dynamic lines I heard, in the episode, and I sort of put it at the end of both of our segments, or whatever segment yeah. uh, comes last, and it's just like. This is why this show is good, and it you know it to us. So, we got nine days. I think we can survive it, and mm-hmm. we may have to do maybe a mini watch party and uh, chat about it right after. So let's let's see if we can make that happen.
1: I, I think for uh, episode eight, I think the the three of us need to be on the same the same thing I together, not I split th- it up.
0: I think so, and I think we uh, do your technology magic. We can. I'm going to be that one of the things. I'm a tech specialist. <laughs> that's a, such a oh my god. I'm patting myself on the back, but we we'll, we're going to make this happen. We might even stream it. Double stream action. Go do technology. We're just going to do hashtag technology tech forward MRC Tech. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Mike, this was great. Thanks for doing it. It's a school night. We got to get out of here quick. You That's the man, fun. as always, and we'll do this to the best of our ability, as we say at, every, at the end of every segment, on three, one, two, three, we, we have <laughs> spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I went slower on purpose this time for you. <laughs> all right, let me uh, shut this down, and we'll roll on in to the next segment. All right,
1: brother. And now I serve no one but myself. Would anyone care for some tea? Please lower your blasters. He will not harm you. That thing is programmed to kill the baby. Not anymore.
0: Making his triumphant return in Chapter 7 of The Mandalorian called The Reckoning. Damien is back. Welcome back to the show, Damien. How are you?
2: Fantastic, and I reckon that this is my favorite episode of Mandalorian so far, man. This was like, just, I mean, start to end, wow.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Just got off the horn with Mike himself. We spoke for about 32 minutes on it. We gushed about it. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to respond to them. I need all of the information, and I know what's tough is that sometimes we wait a few days to talk to kind of do our due diligence and research. But this time, it's all about what we got out of it on the very, very first viewing. Uh, for me, at least, I watched it one time. Did you watch it multiple times?
2: No. So I uh, so and I've had it, I've had it all day, basically nice. to let it kind of stew and think about it too. Because uh, <clears throat> baby woke up at like four. Perfect. I go back to sleep. And I was like, oh, wait, it, after three on the East Coast, Mandalorian should be out. Let me go watch. And I was like, you know, sipping my coffee like half asleep. And then as soon as like first like two minutes of that happened, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be good. This is like the episode yes. we were waiting for all these weeks. And it was just it completely delivered.
0: I 100 percent agree. We as a collective were uh, wondering what they were doing in Chapters 4, 5, and 6, and I think, as I said in the segment prior, and let's see if you agree with it, the gap between Chapter 7 and essentially Chapter 3 was needed in order to make Chapter 7 such the dynamic episode that it ended up being.
2: 100%. I mean, it, you know, each week that, you know, I've been on the show here talking about everything, like, it's kind of like, all right, like, you know, he does his side mission. He interacts with more people. We meet new characters. Then he goes, you know, leaves that planet because he's being chased, goes to another planet, does some other kind of side mission. It's like, all right, where's all this leading to? Like, what's going to happen with all this? And then finally, like this episode and, you know, it feels almost like a part one, part two for the finale. Mm-hmm. It feels like it was part of the finale. Um, you know, we get our epic team up. Which was just like Yep. Yes. Yep. Um you have like almost a montage scene of them, you know, him just like rallying the troops and just like all this great stuff. I mean, top to bottom acting was like through the roof. Everyone did so good. And it was really cool after watching chapters, you know, three, four, five, six, seeing all these characters like interact with uh-huh. one another.
0: Yes. Hundred percent. And one thing I mentioned with Mike was the Although they're not really telling us how much time has passed, I think it's reasonable to believe that six, at least six months have passed since he gets the child initially. And I th- Seems pretty fair. Right, you know, and I think that uh, gives enough time on Navarro for Moff Gideon's troops to, well, for the client's troops to take over, right? And be a a nuisance, be enough of a nuisance to the guild for grief to reach out and say, even though it was a trap, this moved it along enough. Like, I I would say that there is some truth to grief's business model sort of being messed with. And at that point, he's like, we got to take care of this guy. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. But uh, tell me your thoughts on the entrance and uh, impact of Moth Gideon.
2: Well, you know, as soon as, um, you know, they cast, uh, was it Giancarlo Esposito? uh, And like, if you've ever watched Breaking Bad, he was just like bone chilling with how straight his expression was, but just his dialogue and the way he would say things, say stuff. And you're just like, wow, like this guy is no one to mess with. And as soon as I see his TIE fighter pull in, by the way, I've never seen a TIE fighter land like that before. Is that like a customization just for him where everything folds outwards and then dude
0: i've never seen that before on a tie fighter in all my days it has to be a custom modification and as dude, and it's like one of those things where does it have an elevator in it how did he climb out so fast <laughs> just like it had i've you know D you see in the first order tie fighters they're always like stationed up like they're always by its shoulder blades i'll call it and they sort of release, you know, down. I've never seen TIE Fighters with landing gear.
2: No. I yeah. mean, it was it was super cool. I was like, you know, racking my brain uh, talking to Jared. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen anything or read about anything like that before. And, like, you know, you see just a TIE Fighter come in. You're like, okay. But then it does that. And you're like, all right, well, this is obviously different from anything else we've seen before. And just seeing him just walk out calmly, state his business, why he's there, what he wants he knows that he has their number that they can't do anything to get out of it and just seeing death troopers was super cool because we see them in rogue one yep. and there's just all this mystique about them and then we go through you know episodes 4 5 and 6 with no death trooper sightings whatsoever here we are a couple of years after return of the jedi and they're still obviously around to some degree
0: yeah. yeah and and the way they wrote the death troopers off was they only protected high Ranking officials, which leads okay. you know leads me down the line that Moff Gideon has some a uh, clout with the imperial uh, hierarchy. I'll say, and one of the theories that I brought up to Mike, and maybe you can you can jump jump on the bandwagon. There's plenty of seats. Uh, <laughs> is Moff Gideon aware of the formation, or at least the starts, the foundations, the the original construction of the First Order, and his? Is his job is to secure this asset for Supreme Leader Snoke? Ooh. Wouldn't that be a thing?
2: (laughs) It would be wow. Well, I mean, given, you know, Snoke's fate. I mean, last Jedi came out two years ago, I don't think it's a spoiler, but I mean it just kind of the way they like kind of dismissed Snoke. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. But I think maybe You know, depending on what happens in, uh, you know, Rise of Skywalker, maybe there's even more questions that might be brought up about that because it's, uh, I mean, that's pretty fascinating, man. It could, it could very well be. I mean, because it looks like you know, Snoke's been around for a minute, um, and you know, having an asset like the child would be pretty, you know, substantial to, you know, building uh, a new foundation for an organization to take over the galaxy.
0: And speaking of the child, the child performed many a feat this episode, starting with uh hanging upside down, which was cute as heck. <laughs> <laughs> Messing with the ship controls, which was always hilarious. hmm Uh then he attempts to force choke Cara Dune. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, were you?
2: No. Um, but it just goes to show that, you know, the bond between mando and the child it's just you know mm-hmm. mando pretty much risked his life to go save the child from you know being uh, experimented on and all these tests and who knows what else they would have done to the child so you know i think um there's that mutual respect and you know we've seen the child come to mando's rescue multiple times and even though it's just like a friendly game of arm wrestle it's still like kind of cute how naive the child is that he thinks like you know mando's in actual trouble arm wrestling Cara Dune and decides okay i'm going to force choke her now because she's hurting my friend or it's, my dad i guess
0: it's super dark though right like right we, we know you know anakin skywalker force choking padme dark mm-hmm. very dark uh but is it as is it the same level of dark as luke skywalker force choking Gamorarians? what are they called gamorians
2: uh gamorian guards yeah
0: gamorian guards in Return of the Jedi. Is it the same level of darkness? Does it take a little darkness to do that?
1: Uh,
2: I don't think so. I just think it's, even though he's 50, um, he's still a child. So I think it's just one of those things where he might sense distress, but isn't, you know, kind of misplacing that as actual danger Mm. and going from there. Um, But then we also see, like, his sympathetic side when he basically heals, um, you know, grief, which was crazy to see like that was just insane and yeah. and that was like that whole scene was cool i wasn't sure i kept looking and i i have to rewatch and maybe brighten my uh my screen or my tv when i'm watching but i almost thought for a second they were like giant um minox
0: i you know what so i had minox in the back of my head uh for sure i didn't think i didn't think minox were that big uh but it could be could very well be uh, a, you know there's Actually, you know what? Let me let me rephrase that. There are my Minoc- <laughs> Ready, ready for the novel, the novel knowledge <laughs> coming at you. There are different species of minoks out there. Oh my! I can't believe I'm saying all this. I'm saying it in my <laughs> head before I'm saying it in it, and it's going to put me under category really super nerd. In the Thrawn uh, trilogy, current trilogy, in the latest book called Ooh Allegiance. Mm, that might be wrong. Um... One of the main things that he was tasked to do was to take care of a Minoc problem that was causing shipping delays as they were building the Death Star. You know what I mean? So, you know, and I'm, the reason I'm saying that is because they could take down ships. They would, they would chew on the hyperdrive cables, lots of power, right? Minox get attracted to power, blah, 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 blah. You know, they do the whole thing. The fact that these were car- carnivores, right? They're kind of going after blurgs. Leads me to the believe there might not be a Minoc. but still, I mean, there's. I, I was random. I'll tell you that right now. That whole scene in the campfire was super random. I don't know if I needed it. I don't know if I need giant Minoc pterodactyls to take out some of our people, but I guess it need. We needed a driving factor for grief getting hurt. I don't know. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I took away from it. Like there was, because if that didn't happen. He didn't get injured. Child doesn't heal him, and he doesn't have like that change of heart. Yeah. Then you know he just hands them over, and it's like, oh well, that's yeah. the end of it. That's it.
0: Another interesting point, and I posed at the mic was, from my knowledge, and as you can tell, I just pulled a Minox species out of a random book that I read many months <laughs> ago. I don't think we've ever seen on screen force healing. The the physical force used to heal a physical wound on a body.
2: Mm-hmm. Any thoughts not, on that? I, I mean, I thought it was awesome. Oh um, no. Yeah, no, I'm not,
0: I'm not downplaying it. I'm just thinking <clears> like, <throat> if this is a known power, why wouldn't the Jedi use it against blaster bolts or getting a hand chopped off, for
2: example? Like, yep. You know, there's uh, it. I don't, I don't know if it's just a, uh, like an instinctual thing yeah, for the yeah. child. Sure. Based, you know, based off the species, which we still don't know anything about except right. for Yoda and Yaddle. So I, I think it's kind of just an instinctual thing mm-hmm. from uh, their species. Yeah. And it's, you know, but that's, it's, it's huge because going forward now, you know, cause we are going to get eventually a second season of Mandalorian. We're yes. going to get episode 10. Who knows what it's going to be about. It's not coming out till I think 2022 they're saying something like that. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's something that now we have that knowledge. We've seen it on screen. They can, unravel it a little bit more and maybe you know take a deeper dive into it yeah. um because you know jedi the, just the the jedi order and jedis in general they're not going to go away you know even though rise of skywalker is the end of the skywalker saga that's not the end of jedi so Correct. i mean it will be pretty interesting to see um you know all these different force abilities that are out there yeah um, but yeah i felt the same thing i was like wow like you just walked up to him like five seconds. Hey, you're good to go. Like, see yeah. you later. Um, and, and
0: it removed poison too. Like it wasn't a, right. just a wound, you know, there was more to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But it was, it was pretty interesting. Cause it's like, it. it you know, and, and once again, that's like another layer peeled back at the child. Like obviously we've seen the child's force sensitive has all these powers, but um, a healing ability was like, well, okay. So it's not just lifting things, force choking, like mm-hmm. the stuff that we've seen before. It's just something completely new and refreshing to see.
0: Absolutely. And I have just a small, small feeling that the little, little things like that in this show could quite possibly set up some things in The Rise of Skywalker to allow whatever they decide to do, because they've obviously introduced new force powers with with every movie. I mean, that's pretty common. Mm -hmm. They sort of expanded upon what the force is from... You know, moving objects to bringing objects to you to the to the jump in *Empire Strikes Back*. You know, there's they sort of built upon each sort of thing to Jedi mind tricks to mind probing like Kylo Ren does, uh, all the way to you know uh, them taking you know catching blaster bolts like Vader. You know, like all kinds of different right. things they've expanded upon and does the the Mandalorian sort of Jedi force connection, I'm just going to say force connection, I'm not going to say Jedi, does that allow some of the Rise of Skywalker new Jedi powers that we haven't seen yet to breathe a little bit? Like, is one of our characters going to be struck down and then brought back from a fatal wound using force healing? Mm. I mean, we'll find out. We're going to find (laughs) out in, in, in due time. And I put a countdown on my Instagram... We're so close to it. A five o'clock showing on uh, Thursday, twelve nineteen, and I think you are seeing six thirty. I think you said six
2: thirty. So, so I thought it was six thirty. Even, even better at six o'clock. Ooh, so. perfy,
0: perfy, <laughs> perfy. So, uh, uh, it's just gonna be, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I want connections between Mando and the Rise of Skywalker, or if I want them completely separate. But they have to have. They gotta have something, right? Like, wouldn't mm-hmm. that just tie a neat little bow on both of these series? You know, this. You know, starting its adventure and the Skywalker Saga coming down and, and finishing off its adventure would be quite the exciting feat. Okay. who? Let's talk about the biggest, well, one of the biggest moments outside of a TIE fighter. Uh, Queel is dead.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess there has to be that um, somebody has to go. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not all going to make it out alive. Obviously, in terms of battle, he's he's a peaceful guy. Like he he said multiple times, like, hey, I served my time with the Empire. I just want to live here. I just want to be free, like, here on my planet, live in peace. Um, and then, you know, he gets pulled into the conflict. And uh, unfortunately, you know, while trying to save the child, he dies. And then probably the saddest scene, you just see the child laying on the ground, um, see Queel's yeah. dead, and child gets scooped up. Speeder bike, they're out of there. And, so uh, and the episode, it was sad.
0: yeah, and it ends abruptly. Like we don't mm-hmm. even have a chance to process. It's just like directed by Deborah Chow, and you're like, whoa, wait a second, <laughs> I don't have time. What happened here? Oh my gosh, Quill, and just like it sort of reminded me of like the opening of Infinity War with the radio broadcast of the, uh, the uh, I forget the, the whoever Thor's people are. And you just hear, you know, static, and, like, that was, like, it reminded me of the Mandalorian just speaking into the comm, like, Quill, Quill, are you okay? And the camera pans over, and you're like, he is not okay, and Mandalorian, you guys aren't okay. Nothing's okay in this episode right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. What do you think? Or How are our heroes going to make it out of it? And we didn't even mention... How, I don't know if you've been listening to We Have Spoken back in Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 land, but we called it on the show. (laughs) Quill rebuilds IG-11, brings that sucker back to serve some tea and crackers. Didn't really (laughs) expect that, but I liked it anyway. And obviously IG-11 will have a prominent role in Chapter 8, mourning the death of his recreator. Thoughts?
2: Um, well, yeah, we called it. I was, I was, this episode made me really satisfied because like every week it's like, okay, YG 11 well, got his head, you know, blasted through. He's gone. Um, all right, cool. Like he's in two episodes, see him later. And Cara Dune one episode gone. And then like all of them came back. I was like, okay, finally, like Mando has like his posse of people. Um, and the reprogramming thing was just great. Like, I just like how he walks in and he's like tea. Yes. <laughs> and then you see like the montage of him, um, like basically relearning everything and yeah. developing his personality, yeah. and I'm hoping that he becomes almost like a K2SO to um, Mandalorian, kind of like you know the wisecracking,
0: yeah, yeah, for uh, sure, you know,
2: sidekick for him. Not that Kara's not either because she's got a good sense of humor, but I mean, just when it comes from a droid, it's just it's hilarious. Yeah, um, so I was super happy that he was back, and I really liked um, the dialogue between Quill uh, and <clears throat> Mando about droids because. Mando is like, didn't trust IG 11. It's like, he's going to kill the kid. He's going to kill a kid. And I think it was almost a little bit of like PTSD from Mando. Absolutely. Going back to his experience with the battle droids. And we still don't know who the person was that rescued him yet. For sure. So, um, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how they did that. But, um, obviously IG 11 wasn't with them when they're trapped at the end of the episode. So you have him in some degree that's going to be, you know, coming in and helping, um, And then the biggest thing for me, too, is we still never got an answer for the cliffhanger episode, which was episode five. Who was that that walked up at the end? Who could it be? So, um, you know, I think that's going to be cool, too. And obviously, we're going to get that answer. I don't think they're going to leave that hanging until season two. I think they purposely did that so that there's hope for the heroes in chapter eight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Either one of Grief's dudes picked Fennec up or... Uh, would we say that maybe it's the Mandalorians now are on the table to grab Fennec? Maybe...
2: You know, I mean, they had to relocate, so who's to say that they maybe didn't go to Tatooine?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, either either way, you know, Mike thinks that possibly Moff Gideon picked Fennec up as like an ace in the hole. That would be really Mm. terrible for our heroes, (laughs) to be honest with you, but... I'm hoping that this, is, like, I agree with that I hope that Fennec falls on the on the right side of the battle with the heroes after her potential, you know, Mand- I would say that the Mandalorians are decent healers, they are often scrapping and, in battle, so they probably have good healing techniques, so I think they would be able to bring back somebody uh, from a fatal-ish wound, and it was like in the stomach too, so like, come on, give me a break.
2: <laughs> and she had armor. She had right, something on.
0: Right, right. She, maybe she was just knocked out. We don't know. Or the Mandalorian put a tracker on her, and that's why he left her there, knowing that his people would come and get her. Like, you can trust this one. I don't know. You know, I guess, like you said, I guess we'll find out. And whew, just so much to unpack in this episode and so little time to do it. But uh, do you have any moments that stood out to you that you want to mention?
2: Um, so you mean like a top three? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. roll into the top three. Um, okay. So, uh, number three for me was, uh, baby Yoda's force powers. Cool. Um, the healing, the, the force choke, just like all the stuff that baby Yoda was doing. Um, controlling the ship, just like all the craziness and the hijinks and the things that he did. Like it was super cool to see in the episode. Yeah. Um, my second was grief. Karga's change of heart. Cool. Cause um, I always liken, and I keep likening him and Mando's relationship to Star-Lord and Yandu. It's right. like that yep. fatherly connection, like, you know, we're business, we're in here to do this, but I'm still looking out for you. And obviously he has his change of heart, you know, blast the two guys that were going to obviously be part of the plan with him and, you know, kill them and take the baby. Um, so, you know, his change of heart, I think was super cool. And then, I mean, just, you know, finally, man, the epic team up, like just the whole gang getting together. Everyone going in, like, they have their plan, just seeing, you know, IG-11 and his story being rebuilt, um, seeing Khalil once again, you know, seeing Cara Dune, uh, just basically owning guys in this, like, cantina, and, uh, you know, just being like, yeah, okay, I'll help you, and then, you know, the, um, just, like, the, the jokes and stuff like that, you know, like, grief's like, oh, yeah, there's only gonna be, like, four stormtroopers, and Cara's like, four? Yeah. There's only be four. Yeah. And there's just, like, just an reef. entire plethora all over the oh, place. Man. Um But the team-up was was so satisfying for me because that was what we were thinking we would have gotten chapters ago. And I'm glad that we got it now because of all the build-up towards it. It just made it so much more satisfying and more fun to, like, watch it unfold on the screen.
0: Totally agree. One of my moments was just the Avengers Assemble montage of (laughs) scenes because we we just – we called it. Like, we knew that it was going to – actually, for a while, I'm going to be – I gave up on it because I'm like – there's these one-off episodes. What is happening in this blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we went through that, that drama in chapters five specifically. And then chapter six, we didn't get a chance to talk, but I know we felt the same, like, where is this show going? It's, is it right. law and order right now? Is it just giving us one-off episodes? And then like we mentioned, what a satisfying chapter seven. Uh, I think, did you give me two moments there? You have one more?
2: Uh, no, I got three. I okay, had uh, baby Yoda, uh, Cargo's like you know change his redemption. Oh his right, right, change right.
0: Of right. Heart, I'm sorry. Yes. And then the team up. Gotcha. Sorry, I, I missed grief's uh, change of heart. I did like that, although it was sort of convenient, wasn't it? Getting healed, even though uh, he says that he thought Yoda was going to eat him. Baby Yoda, come on, come on, grief. <laughs> give me a give me a break, buddy. Uh, okay, great. Uh, any predictions for chapter eight? So much.
2: I mean, I, I'm I'm feeling like the um, I feel like the Mandos are gonna bail out Mandalorian again. Mm. And I think that they're going to kind of be like, Hey, look, you know what? We're tired of hiding. It's about time that people see us and we're not afraid anymore. Kind of like how they had their moment against the guild. Um, You know, in what was it? Chapter two,
0: chapter three, chapter Chapter three, chapter three. He goes into the safe house and blows, blows things up.
2: Yeah. Chapter three. Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, they're just, they're, they're finally fed up of being in the shadows and, you know, not being allowed to walk around for whatever reason and and the purge and all this other stuff. So I think that they're going to come to the rescue, help those guys out. Um, and then I'm hoping that we also see who saves, uh, Mandalorian from those battle droids
1: Mm.
2: at which my, I've been thinking about it and the more and more I'm thinking about it, um, my hot take for that is Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: Oof.
0: Oof.
2: <laughs> My gosh. Because, I mean, we got, we got the series. It's going to be coming on Disney+. Plus. Oh, got Kenobi. If,
0: if they got Ewan McGregor to make a cameo in episode 8, of or chapter 8 of this season, the people would melt upon se- – <laughs> there would be physical melting of hearts, minds, and bodies – If Ewan McGregor reprises his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi in this show, that is quite a hot take.
2: I mean, all all you need, two words, hello there, and that's it. (laughs) Boom. It's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) Oh,
0: maybe it happens. You know, in a flashback, he gets knocked down. He's seemingly going to be killed by Moff Gideon. And the flashbacks are happening. Boom! He's got that PTSD. You see, hello there, and then out, and then like transparency fades in, and it's IG Eleven saying hello there, <laughs> you know. And Ooh. then his his like his feelings towards droids changes. Like, that at is that moment Whoa. really good man. Whoa. Wow. You heard it here first on We Have Spoken. That is super oh deep. My oh my god! We could write. We could write this show. We could. write I this mean, show. I, think I would could.
2: love that paycheck. I would <laughs> yeah, not. I would not turn it. that down.
0: Tell me about it. But would you love the hate? I don't know. Does anybody die in chapter eight?
2: Ah, uh, does anyone die? I'm feel. I hate to say. I feel like if someone had to go it would probably be grief.
0: Interesting. I said the same thing. I actually said either grief or Cara Dune cannot survive this episode.
2: Yeah. Su- someone, I mean, yeah. we, we lost Quill. Like he's gone. It, it sucks. Um, but this is like all the chips are on the table. It's going to be, I, I feel like it's going to be all out, like just war. So, I mean, someone's not going to make it out. And I think grief makes the most sense because he's obviously betraying the guild. Helping Mando yep. at this point, so he's either going to be this old guy trying to keep up with everybody else on the run, or he's, uh, you know, he's done. So I think, I think you know, he had his little redemption moment, or he will have a bigger redemption moment in the ch- in chapter eight, and then you know we see him kind of have like a a hero's death,
0: yeah, possibly and, saving uh,
2: the child or, uh, you know, Mando.
0: And that totally makes sense to me as. That would bring a close to his character from uh, grumpy guild master to uh, sensitive, you know, that sensitive leader that maybe the Mandalorian needs. And okay, final question for you: Does the mm-hmm. does Mandalorian take off his helmet in chapter eight?
2: Well, we've already seen him do, do it with a wide open window, and <laughs> no one seemed to see. Um, It could be something where it's just Mandalorians realize maybe there's no place in the world for Mandalorians and it's like a a joint thing. They all do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the only thing is, though, if you're going to have season two of Mandalorian, like you need to have a Mandalorian and it can't just be, okay, I'm going to put my helmet on for convenience. So, you know, people don't know my identity. Like, I I feel like they're going to tease that he would take his helmet off, but I think ultimately he's going to stay true to the people that, you know, um brought him in and, and raised him and wow. you know kept him alive. So I think ultimately I don't think he's gonna take the helmet off.
0: Well you heard it here first, folks. We have our first impressions and mind dump and moments and questions and predictions for chapter seven. Moving into chapter eight, we've got nine days until that happens. Nine long days, but at least it's winter break, so we're gonna have plenty of family things to do to keep our minds Occupied throughout the next couple days.
2: And I also think there's a movie coming out tomorrow that I might have to see three or four times that might take up some of those nine days as well.
0: There's something, some indie movie uh, people are talking about. And uh, it's kind of a big deal. And I don't need it to deliver, I just need it to be closure tight and closure ish. You know, it needs to tie tie up some threads. I'd like a nice, neat little bow on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need to be completely satisfied, but I do need to I need to feel this movie more than I need it to close it out. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, I think we're gonna get some good stuff. I've stayed away from it so much, in terms of promotional material and and the like, that I'm really I think I'm I think I did it. I think I'm going in truly blind to this movie.
2: You're better than me, man. I I looked at you know I I googled uh, today just to see like what other movie times might be out like you know a couple days from now. Um, and uh, you know Rotten Tomato score pops up and no, IMDb don't say score it. pops up say, and nothing.
0: Like, say nope. nothing. I don't want to hear nope. it. I I <laughs> went into you saw my Instagram post earlier that yep. actually happened. Two people sent me the Rotten Tomato score and I'm like, first Ugh. off, why would you do that? I'm not looking at this. Second right. off, I'm about to spam your text message with just a bunch of characters, so I don't have to look at your photo. And that's kind of when I went a little radio silence, posting random things today just to fill your timeline in for non-spoilery stuff. So
2: and that's that's what you got to do, man. I'm, I've been do. pretty good with staying away from everything too. I just want to go in clean slate, see what happens, um, and just sit, sit back and enjoy it. You know, I'm not I'm not a critic. I'm a fan. I want to go in as a fan. Sit there as a fan, enjoy it as a fan, and then take my opinions from there. Go home, do what I always do: sit there and 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 on my thinking chair and think for like a while, and then go back and see it again and keep reprocessing. But I, you know, just like you said, I just want a nice bow on it. Uh, It doesn't have to be perfect. I just want some questions answered that haven't been, and this is their chance to do it. I mean, that's it's the last chance they have to do it. For sure. So. Um, I trust JJ. I'm super excited, man. And and it, what's great is like we have this, and then next week we have holidays, and then we have another episode of Mandalorian. So like these, the, this next week and a half is just going to be so much fun.
0: So so much fun. And as The Force Awakens plays in the background on my TV, <laughs> oh, we bring this chapter seven to an end. Super excited. We'll talk soon. If I don't talk to you before then, enjoy your holiday, enjoy the family, and uh, as we always say, as we end the segment, we have spoken. We have spoken. Yes, sirree, Bob. Thank you, Damien.
2: No problem, Sean. Thank you. All right.
0: What an outstanding episode of The Mandalorian, and I hope you were able to gather any more intel and detail that we were able to provide. And of course, if there's something we missed, please shout it out to us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Connect with us. Follow us on all the socials so we can get a nice conversation going. Chapter 7, The Reckoning, ends with a bang. It ends with some heartfelt sadness sadness. And it ends with, finally, question marks about what could happen in the next episode. Will our heroes survive? Will our villains be defeated? Or will we be left thinking about the outcome of our characters for almost two years until Mandalorian Season 2 comes out? All this and more on the next episode of We Have Spoken. Brought to you exclusively by the last podcast hosted by yours truly, Sean, located at mrctechllc.com and on Instagram at the mrc tech and on Facebook at mrc tech. Anywhere you search out mrc tech, you'll find me. Big news ahead for the podcast as we are going to go through a little bit of a transformation. Starting in the new year, the content will continue to be coming, but we're going to sort of rebrand how we do things around here. So that way, it makes a little bit more sense, so there's no confusion between the episodes. So I look forward to bringing you that rebranding of the podcast and all the goodness that comes with it. Coming soon will be a full, well, a full-ish breakdown and review and feelings about The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I'll be getting that out as soon as I can with Christmas coming up on 12-25. Time will be limited because it'll be family time. So as uh, the holidays pass and I have some time to think about after seeing the movie a couple times already on this recording date of 12-22, uh, I plan on seeing it a few more times. To really get a feel for the movie. And uh, just stay tuned. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. So you know when that episode comes out. I know a lot of podcasts has already gotten out their reactions to The Rise of Skywalker. But I really like to give you the nitty gritty and the details of it. To make sure that we're all on the same page. So without further ado. Once again I appreciate your listen. I appreciate your download. Your subscribe. Your like. Your comments. Your follows. All. All of it is about positivity in the Star Wars universe. All of it is about bringing the content to you. This is a wonderful outlet for me to bring the information to you and I uh, I love doing it. So we have spoken chapter seven. The reckoning comes to its conclusion. We'll catch you next week in the epic finale of season one the Mandalorian chapter 8. This is Sean of the last podcast. Big thanks to Mike. And Damien, and we'll catch you next time. This is the way.
1: It means more to me than you will ever know. Quill! Are you there? Come in, Quill! Quill, come in!
0: MRC Tech presents The Last Podcast, copyrighted 2019, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music credits to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Music by ChillHop.com. Star Wars covers featured by Unicorn Studios and Pandemic on YouTube. This has been the last podcast. Visit the website www.mrctechllc.com for more information.